0: Hey girl, you feel that? That's Boyfriend Material. This is episode 14, All Good Things from
1: 2010. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, And this episode is brought to you by 12mm, 304 micron, HD, super tough, LD, polyethylene coated, woven, high density scrim.
0: Oh, you mean whatever you just said?
1: No, that's Boyfriend Material.
0: So now what is that material uh, used for, or how is it related to this uh, Robert Durst movie?
1: Uh, it's used in body bags. Oh, cool. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's why I thought that I was really funny. I like it. No, I like it. I was
0: thinking, because there's a lot of different things, you know, the episode of Magic Mike's that we just recorded, that we just put out for uh, G.I. Joe, we said we said it hit the superfecta of dancing, fighting, shirtless, and stripping, right? This we did, hits yes. It's a weird new trifecta where we have Gosling as a kid. Gosling as an old man and Gosling as a woman. So I was like, there's a lot of different ways that you could bring this material conversation. And yeah. you went somewhere I wasn't expecting at all. <laughs> well, can we just call him Robert Durst in this episode? Sure, absolutely. Because David Marks. So here's here's a little bit of trivia. Okay, give I, the background. I, I, I've been telling you about yes. this is a Robert Durst movie. And you messaged me. You're like, I don't think this is it. And I was like, no, no, no. It definitely is. So here's the, here's the trivia. So Andrew Jarecki,
1: who directed this movie, also created The Jinx. Which we saw and loved and we recommend. Love If you haven't seen it, it's awesome. It's a true crime docu-series mini-doc, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, what, like six episodes, I think?
0: I think so, yeah. It's like a six-hour thing. Like, it's awesome. There was criticism, I think, in the moment of like, did they do the right thing in, you know, not going to the police when they had this video footage of him basically confessing to the murders at the end, whatever. Yeah irrelevant, because as TV, it's great TV. Yes. But the guy who made that made this, and I feel like, in a way, The Jinx kind of makes this not necessary to view anymore. Like, we're doing it for Gosling, but I feel like this was sort of used not as a bait to Robert Durst, but Andrew Jarecki, I think, was obsessed with Robert Durst. I think they talk about this movie a little bit in The Jinx. But he wanted to make a movie that Robert Durst could watch and have, like, an emotional reaction to. So after this movie came out, Robert Durst contacted Andrew Jarecki and wanted to be like, no, 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 that's not the whole story. Let me tell you my side of the story, which set up the interviews
1: that became The Jinx. This was kind of like a lore. If you don't know, Robert Durst was accused, long thought, to have murdered a couple people. A couple of his wives, A couple of his wives, yes. He's like a very prominent member of New York High Society. His dad owned a bunch of real estate. He worked for his dad. And so he kind of like was getting off and around it. You know what I mean? It was, like, one of these, like, rich people, you know, good lawyers type things. Right. I guess it was kind of like an OJ situation, right? A
0: little bit, yeah. It's sort of, I mean, not, not, it's, it's white privilege, essentially. And, like, in the whole, yes. like, the OJ Made in America thing talks about how, like, OJ wasn't black, OJ wasn't white, OJ was just OJ. Like, he exactly sort of transcended race and essentially had white privilege because of his notoriety and fame and the yep. money and everything yep. like that. So same, absolutely, good, good comparison.
1: Yeah, I think that this is the same thing. So, yeah, so Robert Durst, like, he kind of gets off, and the film director was setting out to kind of, like, open the box on, like that he did do this and bring this to people's awareness beyond, you know, like, because I had never, did you ever hear about him before the Jinx? I don't think so. But I also, I feel like it would have been like, if we grew up in New York, I feel like maybe,
0: it maybe been a thing. I don't know, though. But like, I close. don't know the movie. And I think from I don't really remember much of the Because I feel like the Jinx is not that it's forgettable. But I feel like because of the way that it ended, it kind of makes you forget everything else.
1: I agree yeah I was talking with Rachel about this
0: I completely forgot that in the that he lived as a woman for a while like that's
1: in the jinx too and I completely forgot that that's exactly what I was gonna say as we were watching it Rachel goes oh didn't he used to like pretend to be a woman or dress up like a woman and I was like oh I totally forgot that part of the jinx yeah. because to mm-hmm. me the only part that matters is the end right like that the end is so emotionally jarring that you don't really remember the and other
0: really parts what I want now is I want a recreation of the jinx with Gosling as Robert Durst again so we can hear gosling Say, what did I do? Kill them all, of course. Oh, yeah. But I don't think we're ever going to get that, unfortunately.
1: No, I think Gosling's beyond it, and I think the the Jinx and Robert Durst is kind of like wrapped up now.
0: So. Yeah. This was used to sort of lure Robert Durst out. According to Kirsten Dunst, though, who plays his wife in this movie, the one that he basically—I yes. mean, from everything that we, you know, his first we wife, know,
1: or was it his second wife or his first? It's his first. It's his first wife it, that it, yeah.
0: he murdered probably, or had murdered, right? Or had, like, yeah. somebody, whatever. But he led to her death, but was never never charged of it um, because she just, like, a missing persons case. Yeah. Maybe he confessed to it with jinx, who knows. But she said while they were filming this movie that Robert Durst, like, showed up on set. So I don't know exactly what the... <laughs>
1: That's the least creepy thing you can do. <laughs> Ugh, just... When they're shooting a murder movie about you, yeah. you just, like, show up on set. <laughs> like, And one thing I want to sort of say right up top is,
0: I feel... So this is basically a fictionalized retelling of a thing that really happened. But it doesn't say, like, I don't think it says this was, like, based on real events. Like, it just sort of positions this
1: this as a movie. Look at this crazy story. But then, at the end, and then it's it's like, well, you know, he's still doing this. That's what I hate. Like, I think that the closing credits, like, the where
0: are they now, essentially, is in, like, such poor taste. It's about, like, they're like, you know, this woman died or whatever. She's missing. And it's, like, the character. But, like, it's actually a real woman. Yes. I feel like if they did, like, somehow, if they sort of Transition and said about him. I don't like. I guess it's all speculation. You can't like legally do that, but I feel like the where are they now about it all. Like, I've never
1: watched a movie, I don't think, that was wasn't fiction. like a comedy, and want to know, like, where the characters wind up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or just even any fictional story. It's never like, right. Tim drove off into the sunset. It's like, no, like, you don't tell that because you don't need to, because it's a fictional story. So, like, why do we need to pretend? Yeah, it, it was weird. It was very strange. Yeah, I don't like it.
0: So that was that was my big problem. I mean, I think this movie's good. I think it's fine. I think Gosling's good. I think Kirsten Dunst is great. Yeah. Uh, she, says, she said at some point... This was the best performance she's ever given, and I think she's really good in this movie. I think so, too. I just think between the jinx existing and between,
1: like... Just sort of weird stuff
0: like that at the end. And I feel like toward the end, things kind of rush.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's not because great. As I was watching it, I like I was like, I feel like we've been watching this movie for like two hours. And it's not a long movie. It's an hour and 40, hour 35, whatever. And I like hit down and I was like, oh, yeah, we're like at the last five minutes. But I felt like there should have been a lot more. There should have been a lot more. Yeah, I felt like we were like halfway through it when we got to that. Maybe it was just because the jinx is six hours and I was kind of prepared for that or what. We were halfway through it and I was like, oh, we have so much more to wrap up. And then it was like five, ten minutes left. I I think the
0: problem is that the movie wants to tell the story about Kirsten Dunst going missing. But I feel like the movie also wants to tell the story, which it doesn't do well, of the rest of his life. That the structure that this is told through is the like the depositions or whatever of him being questioned for in like th- in 2002 or whatever of the disappearance I think of Kirsten Dunst and the murder of Philip Baker right. I understand that as a framing device and I sort of see but I feel like if you cut all that out I mean maybe it's too short of a movie I don't know but you just sort of end it with like a him getting away and like living like a woman like it's a weird ending but I feel like it doesn't feel as
1: half-baked in a way I agree, no, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think that they should be either focused on him at the trial type situation and giving you like snippets of the background yeah. and did like a uh, was it Zeingingly evil type situation mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. where you get like fl- f- like little flashes of the all of it or you go just. Kirsten Dunst and their relationship you end it when she disappears and he chucks the body into the water right like that's Mm -hmm. that's the closings that I want like those are the bookends that I would want from this so
0: although him chucking those bags in the water I think that's Philip Baker Hall's body like I don't think we ever actually see him dump her body like the movie kind of pulls like a bait and switch here where she steals she goes to his office and steals the ledger to show that he's using some kind of corrupt business dealing some shady underhanded stuff she mails that and as she's mailing it there's like car headlights and she like looks panicked and terrified then, we then cut they cut to, to like yeah. gossling an address, dumping the bags but later we find out that that's him getting rid of philip baker hall like i don't know i still don't know and i don't remember if he was the one who actually
1: killed kirsten dunst but he orchestrated something into that effect yeah I, it's weird now i want to rewatch the jinx to be honest it'll take me like five years before i'm like i really want to watch it and i don't remember anything so like that but I'll get there eventually.
0: I also, uh, you know, we we kind of dropped the ball. I think here. The first thing I want to say is that we dropped the ball by not having resident historian Mike Manzi in this podcast because we. I don't think I remembered or knew that this was set in the past. But you know, we have to we have to oh. swim through the the murky
1: confusion of the of, of history with without him. Yeah, resident. We could have used it. I mean, but this isn't yeah. really, like, a, a period piece, though, right? It's, like, not by definition.
0: I mean, it kind, it kind of is. I mean, it goes back and forth, I think. I mean, most of it's set in, like, 1971, the 70s, and I think up through 82 when she goes missing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird.
0: As it starts in, like, 71 or whatever, we get Gosling with his long, shaggy hair and his 70s sideburns and, like, really kind of looking the part. We're rapidly going to jump back in time toward his earlier stuff, and I wonder if he's going to naturally look like this, sort of with the longer kind of unkempt look. Because I was saying yeah. to you that after the next movie we do, after Blue Valentine, there's going to be a three-year gap where we go from 2010 to 2007. And so, like, I feel that's going to sort of rapidly push us back further. It's going to be even younger and younger. So,
1: you know, we'll see. Yeah. It's weird going... And now that I'm, like, we've done it with Zef, and, like, going back, it feels very strange, right? Because there's, like, oh, periods yeah. where, like, you see them, like develop pretty quickly and it's it's really weird to see for an actor like them growing up doesn't bother your brain but like going backwards is like oh shit you know what i mean like you're such a child right here like this is it
0: like especially when we saw zeph like go from whatever well i guess because we did the weird thing on Zack attack where we went from like high school musical or we went from like whatever 09 was to like 06 to go like because we did the high school musicals in order like we were going backwards but we did in yeah. order yeah like a huge jump there but then going back to like Summerland and stuff before it's like oh you are really literally a baby (laughs) yeah exactly again not this this doesn't have anything to do with Gosling but my big takeaway which I did not remember I did not know because I don't think I knew when I saw this for the first time I think I told you like six years ago or something like that I don't know who of these I knew but in this movie there are three members of NBC comedy royalty, like modern comedy royalty. Do you know, I'm sure you know the two. Kirsten Wigg. Kirsten Wigg, yep, number one. Yeah, I saw her. Who else? Kirsten Dunst's brother is played by... Yeah, Nick Offerman. Yeah, I definitely saw him. So Parks and Rec, we have SNL. And then the third one, I don't think you would know. And he's got a very, very small part. On The Good Place, cheaty one of the four leads, or I guess with Ted Danson, one of the five leads, Kirsten uh, Bell's love interest on that show, he is the attorney's assistant. He's the one who like gets the ledger, and then he's the one who wants to push it forward. Like the, the his boss is like, no, send it back. Like this is a family family matter, or whatever. Because like he's clearly on the payroll.
1: He's not the brother from um, Mike and Dave, is he?
0: No, that's Sam Richardson. He's from Veep and he's okay. from
1: Detroiters.
0: This guy, I think he's been in stuff. He's he was in. But he's going to be in Midsummer, which just I guess as this is listening or as you're listening to this just came out this month, which is a new horror movie from the guy who did Hereditary. But he's going to oh, be in cool. that, and he's in The Good Place. But he's not. I don't think he's been in a ton of things. But he is such a small part. Like, this must have been one of his first roles. But, like, his character doesn't even have a name. It's like, whatever the lawyer's name, his assistant. You know what I mean? So it's just like, oh, like, he's just got a couple lines. But I was like, oh, shit, it's cheating. I just thought it was weird that in a movie that is so decidedly serious and unfunny and about murder to have yes. three people who are
1: basically known for comedy know. sort of not not
0: as the stars but like as pretty two of them as pretty big
1: roles. Yeah, Kristen Wiig. Like Rachel was like looking at the cast cuz she was trying to find someone. I forget who, but she, again, you know, she like likes to figure out like who the actors right, right, are, right. you know, she might recognize them. And she looks at she's like Kristen Wiig is in this and I was like why the fuck would she be in this movie? <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense, you know, cuz like I'm obviously Obviously thinking bridesmaids, something along these lines. And I'm like, is this like some weird comedic twist on Robert Durst or something? Well, clearly uh, this character also likes to party because she brings cocaine into Kirsten Dunst's life. She does. She likes to party. Yeah. And she just like racks it up like really. <laughs> okay. Was in Kirsten Dunst had just had the abortion. I was thinking Kirsten Dunst was pregnant. It was kind of iffy in that scene. Like if she still was pregnant, if she just went to like an obstetrician. Or did she go to get an abortion? And then she's like, now I'm going to do cocaine. I was like, cool, that works.
0: And we will get to that because that is definitely one of the least boyfriend material moments. But let's go through, I just sort of made notes of the moments that either qualify as most or least boyfriend material. So let's let's sort of, I think, I guess, follow the movie through that. So the first thing, yeah, and this is like a real quick, like a 180, is that there's a real tension between... Gosling and his dad, who's played by Frank Langella, about whether or not Gosling is going to take over the family business. Yes. They've got this place up in Vermont. They open this like health food store called All Good Things, which is the, the title movie, the yep. titular health food store. And yep. in one scene, it feels like he rebuffs his dad, like, no, I'm going to live up here with in Vermont. I'm going to live here with my wife, or yep. with Katie, with Catherine, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. We're going to do this. And then literally the next scene, we see them locking the door and giving the key over to a woman. And it's like, oh he gave him to his dad. So, like, back-to-back, real quick, Whiplash-style, most boyfriend moment, least boyfriend moment. Not, you know, not definitely for the whole movie, but just nominees. Well, she, like, that's, that's yeah. a big
1: turnaround. It is, but at this point of the movie, the way that the story is being told, it seems like he wants to give his wife as much as he can, and he knows that, like, he's kind of, like, r- coasting off his dad with the health food store. Like, yep. he's not really doing anything, I don't really see this as like a bad moment of him giving up the health food store, maybe they enjoy it more, but he knows he can provide her more if they're in New York, this isn't really a least or best boyfriend material moment for me, I mean maybe it's, to me, I see it as a good moment, you know what I mean, like, if there was an option that I could give Rachel more somehow, I would probably do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even if that's not what she wants. But Kirsten Dunst didn't seem like she didn't, it's not like she didn't want it. She used to live in New York, you know what I mean? Like, they kind of just, like, escaped to Vermont because he knew his dad was going to be pissed about her. Yeah. I
0: think, like, what's difficult is that Gosling even uses that line on her, like, you know, I gave you everything. I gave you the apartment in the city, the house in the country, like, what more do you want? And she's like, I don't like this, but this isn't what I want. So I feel like it's kind of what he thinks she wants, but I don't know if, if she even, or at least this depiction of
1: her, if she knows what she wants, you know? She she says it. She says, I just want you. Like, I just want to spend time with you. Like, it doesn't matter if we're, like, rich or poor or whatever. She, like, genuinely really likes him. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, like, pr- trying to provide more. Like, he wasn't, like, hurting her by getting rid of the health food store. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like she wasn't invested in it. It wasn't like her parents' store and he made her sell it or something. Right. That's why I'm, like, I'm kind of indifferent about this one.
0: Then there's another sort of back-to-back, most and least boyfriend moment when they move back to the city and they have this, like, gorgeous, like, Crazy expensive, I'm sure. Apartment. When he walks her and he, in, well, he, he carries her in across the threshold, and he's just like yes. you know, very boy there. And then they have a, a passionate sex scene where he like uh, you know, fingers her on drop cloths. Yep. Yeah. But then like quickly turn around where it's like, oh no, I I won't even talk about kids. Like we're not even we're not even going to entertain the discussion about kids. I don't want kids. That's final. It's like oh, like this is a you know, way to take the the high, like all the the wind out of her sails here. And just crush her dreams.
1: Well, that one I kind of respect, too, because, like, he knows that he's mentally fucked. Like, it's, it's shitty to, that he was so abrasive with her about it. He knows, and this is, like, part of the story where, oh shit, the, the woman from American Horror Story. Lily Rabe. When she, like, when he meets up with her, finally, like, shortly after this, she's like, does he? Does she know how fucked up you are? How bad your brain is? And st- You know what I mean? Like, stuff like this. So he knows that he doesn't want to have kids because, like... He's emotionally damaged. He's mentally fucked up.
0: And he's also kind of, and I think it's it's definitely part of that, but he's also just kind of an asshole because he's telling his friend, he's like, oh yeah, you know, Kirsten stunts his perfect and he's like "Well, what do you mean perfect and he's like oh she just lets me do whatever I want she doesn't care it's like well that's not exactly the <laughs> best trait in a partner but I sort of get where you're coming from
1: you not wanting to have kids doesn't isn't necessarily not boyfriendy? it's not that it's not the fact that it's a, its the way he does it it's a present yeah that's what I was saying the presentation is fucked yeah I agree
0: to touch on his sort of mental illness here because he's fucked up because he saw his mom kill herself when he was a kid and worse than that we find out at the end that his dad tried to use Gosling He tried to used Robert Durst as, That's like, employee. buffer. Oh, if she sees him, she won't do it, but instead she did it anyway. And, like, he's – not that I'm blaming or, you know, saying, like, oh, you see your mom kill herself and you're going to go murder women. Like, there's something probably no. innately wrong already, but yes, that didn't help things. But what we do get out of that is he's got that therapy session – and we get some grade
1: A gosling this, screaming. This is why I messaged you last night. I was like, what do we track with gos? Like, what What are the things? Because I knew we tracked screaming, but I didn't know if there was anything else. And I didn't want to spoil that there's a, an incredible gosling scream in this movie. It's so, like, so
0: guttural. You know, he's in the house and he's screaming. He's got somebody outside. I don't remember who it is, but he's just, like, reading a book. And, like, you. they cut to him. And, like, you can hear the scream outside. And It's, it's like brother, oh, maybe? It might I be. I think
1: they're... Yeah, I think that they're they're, they're, they're like, their summer house or, so, like, their dad's, like, vacation home or something. It's it's such a great Gosling scream. It, it definitely needs to be nominated for Best Gos Scream and probably should win so far for so. all the ones it's, we've seen. I think so. It's a great scream. The
0: next Least Boyfriend Moment nominee that I have is he finds out that Kirsten Dunst is pregnant and does yes. not react well and grabs a chair and throws it at the wall and like, knocks all these books off the wall and then just, like, storms out. And I was like, oh, like, again, you can be upset,
1: especially after you've had the conversation, but still, yeah. not a great way to, to handle yourself. No, definitely not. Definitely not the way to react to this. You know, you could be a little disappointed, but he's just, like, angry. <laughs> like, just full-on anger, rage yeah. mode. Yeah, very strange.
0: And then there's the abortion scene in the another least like there's so many like in a row here like this is i think where his life is coming off the rails and i feel like the dad is putting pressure on him at work there's the pregnancy stuff he doesn't really want to deal with but it's another least boyfriend moment where yes he gets out of the cab on the way to the abortion
1: because he's going to pick up the money because yeah. he's he because he collects money what is, what is really going on here not to derail this for a little i don't bit. know i
0: think it might just be maybe there I, I don't know like i there's a bunch of things it could be but i don't know i don't i
1: don't know if i don't know enough to know what it actually is they own real estate, right? Yep. And it's in Manhattan in Times Square. Yep. Which is always fun to think about that, like, there was a point where Times Square wasn't what we, what you mm-hmm. and I imagine Times Square yep. as. It was well, like they say, city. like, years ago it was a farm. Yeah, years, years before that it was a farm. And then now... In this time period, in, like, the 70s, it's, like, all, like, porn theaters yep. and fucking mm-hmm. gambling parlors mm-hmm. and, like, all this shit. I think that their dad owned the buildings, but I also think that he owned the businesses. I think that he was the owner of the porn theaters and the okay. the parlors and stuff like that. Goss is collecting the money not as rent, but as his, like— The vig or whatever? Yeah is there
0: something and i feel like that's another thing that the movie touches on and maybe i just missed it maybe we missed it or but i feel like it it doesn't do it well cuz it doesn't really articulate
1: no. the shady like it's you know i guess i'm putting i'm putting the pieces together because he has like a ledger he's collecting right. like weekly they're like the cops are going to get there go get the money before the cops do if it was rent it wouldn't matter right, right? and i guess
0: rent. i guess it doesn't matter what the shady business dealings are but i feel like for so much of the movie to kind of be about
1: that you should, yes, you should be a little bit more clear. I think they just kind of like skim over it. It's 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 a backstory, a through line through the story, but they don't explain it enough for it to like make sense. So,
0: but yeah, it's on the way to the abortion that he's like, "Hey,
1: you." you got this, right? I'm gonna, I'll catch up with you. No, he, he pulls over because he's going to collect money from one of the places, yeah, yeah, yeah. his dad's like, you have to go collect money there, and when they pull up, we see that the cops are raiding it. Right, and, and he calls so his dad, he ca- and he's just like, things are going down, and his dad's like, get the money, get the money. Go to the next places and pick up yep. the money from those, and he's like, but I'm trying to get this abortion right now.
0: Right, I'm I'm taking Katie to a place, or doing a thing with Katie, or something like that. It's just, like, very, like, specific, but also vague, and his dad's like, I don't care, get the money, and so he says, go ahead, I'll catch up with you, and then never catches up with her.
1: Well, yeah, because, like, the one guy's, like, dicking around in the porn theater, and yeah, whatever, but, I mean, obviously you weren't going to catch up with her anyways. Like, she knows that you left her there, which, why you couldn't just reschedule, I don't understand, all of it's weird, but... Okay.
0: And while all this is happening, I think, you know, now that she doesn't have a health food store, she's trying to make something of her life or more something of her yes. life. Because it feels like she kind of, not in a bad way, but kind of uprooted what she was doing to live this life with Gosling and just like, oh, he's going to take care of me. But then I think she's just kind of bored. And so she goes back to school to become, do we know what she's talking Doctor.
1: Doctor. Okay. Yeah, because she, she's going to go to medical school. She gets the acceptance from Albert Einstein Medical School. Right. She says top pediatric program, which is kind of ironic, Right. She wants to be a pediatrician, and he doesn't want to have kids. Well, just, well it's, uh, yeah, it's just devastating. It's, you know, it's... Oof. Yeah. So
0: there's like a sort of a mixed boyfriend material moment where she has her graduation party, and he shows up, which is nice, but he's also miserable there. He tries to get her to leave her own party early, and that's not good. And he's like, I'm going to go wait in the car. And he's like, I'm in the car for what seems like 10 seconds. And he goes back in and literally is...
1: rips and drags her out. I think that this, for me, was obviously the least boyfriend material moment. It's a big... It's, it's, rough. it's, it's not good. It's not good, and... And it made me just question the like, what the fuck was happening during these times that you could just like come in and just like drag your wife out by the head, and everybody's like, whoops. The top trivia on IMDb is that he felt
0: so bad about pulling her hair, and this is real life most boyfriend material moment that he sent her flowers the next day. Gosling sent Kirsten dunn's flowers because he felt so bad that he had to do this to her while filming the movie.
1: That's really sweet. Isn't that like adorable? Yeah, that's really cute. What a (laughs) what a good guy. What a guy. Seriously, that's really really sweet. Uh, I can't believe it. Because, like, you know,
0: there's things where if you're in the mind of a killer or whatever, like we, I think famously, you know, Heath Ledger getting in the mind of the Joker, let him go down this, like, drug path and then wound up dying. Like, you can get really kind of fucked up. But I feel like this is such a kind of a weird, specific thing, and Gosling seems like mostly a normal guy, that he's able to portray the killer But at the same time, he's like, I'm not this guy and I feel horrible
1: about what I'm doing. And in the grand scheme of things, like it was an acting job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. I'm sure she knew that this had to happen. He didn't improv it, right? Like, it's not like he, he just, like, went and pulled her hair for no reason. For him to even still feel bad about it after that is pretty cool. you just a good guy. Just, you know, that's why we have a podcast about him because we know that he's a
0: good guy like that. He's
1: boyfriend material,
0: he's man. He's boyfriend material. This is the point in the movie where, like, Kirsten Dunn sort of disappears, as it were. And so there's... I don't have any more written down most or least boyfriend material moments because that central relationship has kind of ended in the movie. And this is where... We jump forward in time, and he moves to Galveston, Texas, and he begins to live life, starts to,
1: as a mute woman. <laughs> Which is awesome, by the way. Which is, whew, <laughs> that is a choice. This is pretty badass. I'm a person that dreams of disappearing, not because I murdered anyone, but just because, like, you know, I like the idea of that like, you could just, like, disappear. I like being left alone. I was the only child for a long time before my sister came along, so, like, I, I like the like just the the calmness of, like, not having to deal with anyone else. Yeah. I never imagined dressing up as a woman and pretending to be mute, but that's the most simplistic childlike vision of this happening, right? Like, you're just like, yeah, just fuck it i'll just pretend to be mute and dress up like a woman and nobody will see me and it's like the most glaring oh yeah disgu- like if you don't if that's what i was saying to rachel we were watching i was like i was like hey let's go undercover i don't want anybody to like i don't want to draw attention uh-huh. to myself and it's like mute crossdresser oh, boy. like that's the like that's exactly what won't draw attention to you oh boy in texas in, yes. the, in the in the 70s right like it's like come on man
0: And I think it's between the fact that, like, Philip, it's very clearly not real, and also the fact that Gosling, I think, or or David Marks or Robert Durst or whatever, kind of gets bored. The guy that he's trying to dupe, Philip Baker Hall, becomes friends with him, and they sort of become, like, weirdly close, but also, you know, that's not going to end well. And then it winds up that Gosling, that that Durst kills him and is actually acquitted of that crime because he defends himself, I guess, probably, you know, with high-powered lawyers or whatever, but that it was self-defense, that there was a struggle... That the guy came after him and he shot, He like he admitted to shooting him, but then yeah. he was so worried that people wouldn't believe his story that he sawed up the body and then dumped it in the water. And it's like, oh, well, that's not normal.
1: Yeah. And it, how do you get improper disposal of a body? Like, I could see, this is so weird. This brings me back to the whole movie. This this whole movie is just glaring white privilege. Oh, yeah. Like oh, we you're yeah. talking about to me, because it's like, how, like, what person can be like, look, like, I didn't think anybody would believe me that I killed him and it was a scuffle. So I sawed them into little bits, put them in a bag, and threw them in a river. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't, these two things don't logically connect. No, not at all. It's like, I could see if you were like, oh, I ran, and then he went into disguise, or he, like, fled, and, like, the body was still there. But, like, you're not, like, distraught for three hours while you're sawing this dude up.
0: You know what I mean? Like... No, this is, like, the, the mark of a sociopath.
1: This was the, what was the other one, too? Like, to catch a murderer or something?
0: Making a murderer?
1: Making a murderer. I think so. Yeah. About the uncle and the nephew? What was the one about the woman that was, like, orchestrating all of this? Oh, the, what with, the, the with the pizza, guy? pizza delivery guy. Evil genius, I think. Evil genius, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of that, where they're like, yeah, like, well, we had the freezer and there was a head in it, but, like, we just kept it because we were nervous. Ugh, yeah. And it's like, no, no, you didn't. You're fucking crazy.
0: But I guess you're able, like, this sets precedent that, like, you're able, like, some juries
1: will be convinced that yeah that seems normal I would do that yeah I I think you just have to play sympathy right like I don't even I mean like I'm not a lawyer obviously you're not a lawyer I don't even know how you get like what is the argument against that like do you just have to play like sympathy that you're just like so distraught you couldn't I guess make so I mean it's, it's essentially what they say right something. that he was
0: so yeah. worried about what people would think and because I mean like it seems like it's damning evidence right that they yeah literally like, you're like oh no I I killed him like that's you know I'm not, I I'm not denying I feel like I, that's you know, I, I hit the body. That you have to like kind sure. of admit some guilt, right? Like, "Oh no, I know yeah. I did this, but I didn't mean to." And you know this other like crazy horrific weird ass shit thing. That's because I was worried about the first thing. So like the first thing I did. So but we're, you know, it was an accident. But this other thing that's crazy, it's because of the first thing. So,
1: are we good? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so strange to me. I will never be this rich, I don't think. No. To be, to be able to get off of a murder like that. No.
0: And the only other note that I have At the very end, as I just sort of liked Gosling sort of humming his own theme song, I guess, in the elevator at the very end as he's going up to his business or whatever. I just like that he was like doing this little like song, like he's. I think it's just supposed to show like, oh, he's not phased by all of this, right? Like he's still just a guy who is a sociopath. But I just liked Gosling in that moment, you know, humming and sort of singing a little song as he's waiting for the elevator to go up to his office, like just a weird little uh, character quirk, I guess, in a in a movie filled. With bi- weird big character
1: quirks, I agree. I I want to talk a little bit about Gosling being older because like we haven't really discussed that and we haven't seen it before. Right. I don't. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. I think I don't. Mm, let me take a look. I don't think we have either. But but yeah, talk about it. Did it feel like Christian Bale wearing the Vice costume last year? A little bit. To me, that's all I could see when I was thinking about it.
0: Because it's it's. Fu- I feel like uh, I feel like this is not as necessarily good well I don't know I don't know if it's as good as Vice because I feel like you can't really see or maybe I just couldn't really see Christian Bale in that thing like this just looks like old Ryan Gosling you
1: know what I mean it does on a similar note after watching the Jinx the father the actor that plays the father in this movie looks a lot like Robert Durst did in the Jinx Mm. Do you think so, too? Like, I think that facially they look, like, very, very similar. Yeah, I
0: can see that. I can see that.
1: Because I have the, like, the image of the poster for the Jinx yeah. in my head. Yeah, And I was like, wow, they picked an actor that looked, like, a lot like him, and I can see this guy being Robert Durst's dad. It just, for some reason, they they just look very similar to me.
0: Well, I mean, I also have that, from that interview, like, my, my fantasy baseball team name for a year or two was Robert Durst's burp. And I just had that picture of him, like, hiccuping at, at, during that interview. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I know very, well, like, aside from the, the cover of it, which I guess is more sort of, you know, shadowy and kind of menacing, mm-hmm. but I just have that, like, he's, like, frail and panicked and just, like,
1: <clears throat> Yeah.
0: I was thinking about this movie because, you know, I, I'm keeping on Letterboxd. Yes. If you're listening you're on Letterboxd, I'm at Soul Popped on there, and we're going to play the, the Letterboxd game shortly, and I'm not going to mess it up this time. I was ranking, because I have the, all the movies ranked, and I have this out of the 14 movies that we've covered so far. Last is Lost River, just because that's, Different kind of thing because he's not in there. Ghost River. I have this either it's other than Lost River, either last or next to last. Like it's not. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think that it's kind of twofold. That like it's not great, number one, but also just compared to everything else we've covered it's just lower tier and it's not bad but it's just in a way like what mike and i are doing over on cruise club starting from the beginning like we've been so spoiled with like almost all great movies yes even if they're not exactly specifically your taste for a movie that's good like you know a a, a b or c plus or you know whatever like a good like not a great movie like a good movie is kind of the worst thing he's done it's good like it's that's impressive
1: i think that it's because we're starting at the beginning so we're blessed with all like the recent great movies. Yeah, like La
0: La Land, of course, the, the greatest movie. And two,
1: I think that for me, I give this a lot more credence because I know the story of Robert Durst and I love the Jinx so much yeah. that I like it more, but I also, like, I really like Goss in this movie. I don't think that he's bad in the movie. I think that he does a good job acting, like, I like him in it, I like Kristen Dunst in this movie a lot. And so, like, I don't think that this is that bad. But yeah, you're right. I, I can't imagine what it's like higher than La La Land, obviously. So here's
0: a question for you. So we compared, we mentioned OJ before and about how OJ got yeah. off and whatever. We talk a lot on the podcast that we do about OJ Made in America and the 30 for 30. I think that they both have their own merits. Like, there's the 30 for 30, which is the hour, which is great, and then there's the seven and a half hour, like, if you want to go crazy in depth. Yes. To a certain extent, and it's not exactly one-to-one, there's the Jinx, which is essentially, like, made in America, like, the full story. And yes. then this is not quite the 30 for 30, but it's essentially, like, the condensed single-sitting viewing. We're both in agreement that both OJ things are watchable for totally different reasons. Do you ever see yourself, like you were talking about how you want to watch The Jinx again, do you ever see yourself being like, I want to watch that Gosling movie where he plays Robert Durst, or if you want to like sort of relive the story, are you only going to go to The Jinx?
1: I would only go to The Jinx.
0: Okay, yeah, that's what I think so too.
1: I think that if somebody told me they really enjoyed The Jinx, but they were like, it's really long, I would tell them to watch this first. Yeah. If I was talking to, like, one of my friends or my sister, and I was like, oh, did you see The Jinx? And they're like, oh, like, I don't want to watch, after, like, six hours of this thing. I'd be like, well, watch this Gosling movie, and if you like the story, The Jinx is, like, the full story about this. And it's, like, a crazy story, so.
0: That's what I feel is weird. Like, there's been stuff on. It's, like, the teaser. There's, you know, there was a, the movie that came out a couple Christmases ago, All the Money in the World, which is about the J. Paul Getty, or the the, the the Balthazar Getty, or whatever, the kidnapping, right? And there okay. was the movie that came out with Mark Wahlberg. And then they had an FX series about it. I was just like, well, I started watching the FX series. I was like, I don't care about this enough. Like, if I want to know the story, I'm not going to watch a 13-hour thing. I'll just watch the two-hour thing. And I feel like there's another, oh, premiering tonight, I think as we record this, so a couple weeks ago as you're listening to this, there is a show on Showtime or Stars or Cinemax or something, like a premium cable channel, about Roger Ailes, like the Fox the, the Fox News guy. Okay. There's a series about that. It's like a six or seven part series or whatever. It's like a fictionalized retelling, but simultaneously, they're making a movie that's going to star Charlie Theron as Megyn Kelly and going to have a bunch of different Ooh. people. In my mind, especially since, you know, Mike and I have the, the Charlie Theron podcast, and I yes. know that I'm going to watch that movie, and I don't really care about the story. Like, I try to give, like, a lot of the bigger shows that I can a couple episodes to see if I like it or whatever, because I, like to, see, I yes. like to watch as much as I can. Number one, I don't care about this. Number two, I know that I'm going to see the movie. Like, why would I spend six or seven hours on the series when I know that, like, in, in six months out. or whatever, exactly.
1: Yeah, I feel you, dude. It's it's definitely feels different when you watch the c- completionist version and then you come back and watch the like snippet version. I think that's why we we're more critical of this movie. Yeah, and like the the story of this movie. I don't mind when like the movie comes out first and you're like, oh, I really like the movie. Now I'm gonna watch the whole story. If you really enjoy the story, like if you get like the taste of the hors d'oeuvres first and then you're like, okay, the appetizers. Right, and then you're like, oh, I, I like this. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna keep watching this. Yeah, it's a different feel. I, it's hard to go backwards. I think.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I, also feel like that's kind of in a way different, but kind of in a way like reading a book and then watching the movie that the the book is based or the the, the the exactly like the the movie version of the book or whatever. Because it's like you know, I watched the first few seasons of Game of Thrones, for instance, and then I went back and read the book. And the book has more details, but also like the first book is pretty literally pretty closely the first season and it's like oh i don't need to read this but i did exactly. it's, just, it's, it's i'm struggling to get through because it's like so much more detail about the stuff about the story that i know
1: i did the exact same thing i i was i watched like the first couple seasons of game of thrones i was like oh i'll start reading the book and i was like 50 to 100 pages in and i was like this is still the first episode and i was like ah, i'm good you know like and like, I don't I don't
0: think it's a bad thing because I think that if you love the book you'd be like oh this is like I've always imagined what this would look like played out and I think that works but I think once you've seen a good version like a good condensed version or whatever if you however you want to put it like there's kind of no reason to do the other the leftovers for instance is like one of my favorite shows yeah. of all time the first season is the book like the like it almost exactly like it's crazy oh, really? how close it is but then you know there's only one book but then there's three seasons the second and third seasons get like real weird because it doesn't have anything to do.
1: Like, they just sort of are freed from, not the burden of adapting the book, but... Nobody's going to bitch about them, like, ruining the book or the... Exactly. Like, once you have, like, freedom to be original, then, yeah, you can do whatever you want.
0: And so, like, I don't ever need to read that book again. Like, the book is good, but I think, you know, the show is one of my favorite shows, and I feel like it's such a good rendition or adaptation or whatever. But I think that there's credit or merit one way or the other for a lot of things, but then there's some cases where it's like, oh, definitively, this is the way to do it.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Do you have any other thoughts about All Good Things, All Gos Things? Uh, before no, we... I don't think it's a
1: bad movie. I right. think that if, if you're a Goss fan, you should watch it. Like we talked about, I don't think that I'll ever watch this again. I'm not going to revisit it. Right. If I did, I would revisit The Jinx. If you haven't seen The Jinx, watch The Jinx. It's great. If you watch The Jinx first, you probably won't want to watch this movie.
0: Well, if you're listening to this, if you've made it this far and you want to watch this movie or The Jinx, The Jinx is available on HBO Go, I'm sure, still forever. This is available through Amazon Prime, there's like three different one of those like the channels. So like I signed up for a trial of this thing called Docs, which is just a, apparently supposedly all documentaries, and I guess also like recreations. I don't know because I sent you a a screenshot of Picture. like the <laughs> featured documentaries, and they're four the four things that they're promoting. None of them are documentaries. They're all like this, which it's is like, very oh, strange. But you can just sign up for a trial and then cancel it. So how
1: much does it cost?
0: It was three bucks a month. Okay. But all Amazon channels, as far as I know, maybe it's different for like Cinemax or whatever. Like the the more extreme the yeah. more premium ones, but like, you know, Shutter and this and whatever, you always get a seven day trial. So like you can even but you can sign up, cancel immediately, and then still have seven days. So yeah. you, you don't have to forget about. It. You can still sort of enjoy docs or whatever. But if you want to watch this, if you want to watch the jinx, they're both out there for free, assuming you have Prime or if you have HBO Go or whatever. But yeah, they're out. They're out there. If you want to, if you want to check it out.
1: Yeah, it's it's not hard to find. And this movie's been out for a while, so I'm sure you could find it around. So Joe, let's talk about. Hey guys, what's in your hands? I have I have a glaring one. You, what you What's in his hands? Kirsten Dunst's vagina. <laughs>
0: All right, I guess that's where we're starting. Okay. I
1: mean, well that like when when we were talking about like what are we tracking? You were like what's in his hands? I was like and it was at that scene. I was like whoop, that was in his hands. That's one. Um he's also Briefcase. got a saw
0: a couple times. He's got a saw, saw to cut up bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Briefcase. The body bags
1: that he's dumping. Joints. He Mm -hmm. smokes a ton of Mm -hmm. fucking weed in this movie, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that I don't... Do you remember that from The Jinx?
0: No, but it makes sense, you know, in the 70s, and also just, like, this crazy, you know, liberal, fiscally conservative, I'm sure, but, you know, just sort of freewheeling, whatever, rebelling against his dad. Like, I can see him absolutely smoking weed all the time.
1: Yeah, and, like, he does it for, like, years, too. It's not like he was, like, oh, this crazy kid. It was, like, no, he was just, like, smoking weed the entire time, all the time.
0: He's got all of Kirsten Dunst in his hands when he carries her across the threshold, that's true. Guns and bullets. Yes, does have guns and bullets. Uh, he's got that chair that he throws at the wall if he finds chair. out that
1: she's pregnant. The notepad that he writes, I'm mute on. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, he's got at the end, as I think Lily Rabe is getting killed by Philip Baker Hall, I think, uh, he's got that newspaper in his hand as he's trying to swat the fly. True.
1: Phones. Lots of payphones, in his hands. Mm-hmm. And I think...
0: I don't know if I think. I don't keys.
1: Think I, okay. He hands him the keys. We got a lot of what's in your hands, Goss, this movie.
0: That's a pretty. Uh, there's no musical instruments from what I remember. Like, that was sort of what it, it What it was inspired by. There
1: was. There was a piano in the apartment, but he doesn't play it. But he doesn't play it. Bummer. I wish. That would have been great. Okay. So,
0: let us watch the trailer now, and then we'll get back to this. We'll get back to the discussion and have our picks for the most least boyfriend moments. But let us first to the trailer. I'm going to give you the link right now. If you search on, on YouTube for All Good Things trailer. This is the one posted by Movie Clips in 2011. All good kay. things. Official trailer number
1: one, 2010 HD. Okay, looks like we're good. I, I'm, I'm good when you are. This is a three-minute trailer, 248.
0: Wow. Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be like bonus movie clips up at the end. We'll see. All right, three, two, one, play. Rated Drug R. Drug use, violence, language, and some sexuality. Yeah, uh, I guess
1: there's some sexuality. Four, three, two. This is two. an artsy opening. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Magnolia Pictures, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, this is way more artsy than the movie is, right? Yeah. I think Yersinuth is always pretty, but she's, like, really pretty in this movie. I think so, too. I I don't think she's always pretty, and I think she's gorgeous in this movie. Okay, you see him come when he... Oh, he brings her to the... Yeah, that was weird. He brought her to this, like, governor's ball or something weird like immediately. Yeah.
0: I feel like that's most uh, you know because he's like uh, he's sort of smitten by this new girl but also he wants to kind of piss his dad
1: off maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think it was more of a shot at his dad than it was like of how much he likes her. She's never going to be one of us. This hair is terrible though. He has really bad hair in this movie. I'm kind of into it because it's so different from what we've
0: seen and this sweater yeah. is kind of crazy too. The, the sweaters. He has a lot of goofy sweaters and in this. and the ruffled uh, wedding shirt. Yeah, he has like a pirate shirt on. You know, I what I really appreciate about this trailer. I know we're only like a minute of the trailer. Is, is oh, very and he's focused. shirtless. He's shirtless a bunch, yeah. And and she gets topless too when they when they shower together. That's true.
1: Yeah, I was a so I was very surprised by. Same. Never been closer to anyone. Oh, she finds the money in the briefcase. She finds the journal. Once he puts the glasses on, I'm like, "Here, oh, there's creep. a scream. It was muted. There's a scream." Yeah.
0: Oh, the underwear scene—he swims out to the water to collect the canoe. Yeah, that was
1: strange. Where he's like having a mental breakdown. He's like, "I don't want people to steal it," but like, yeah, nobody's gonna steal it. Like, you're what did he win? A, what did he win an Academy Award for by this point? You have to let me go. Do you know? No, I have, have to look wife, it up.
0: Husband yeah. all oh, and he
1: kills the dog. That yeah, dog was so cute I too. I forgot about wanted. that.
0: Oh, another one of the you know we were talking about on the Magic Mike's episode about the Amazon X-ray. There's like they have two different dogs playing that dog, and they're like, you know, uh, like whatever. It's yeah. not it's not named, but like Pickles as Ivan the dog, and you know Buttercup as Ivan the dog, like on <laughs> on like one of the main actors in that scene. I was like, all right, all <laughs> that's
1: things. really funny. I like that the O's in that are stylized to look, look like wedding song? rings. Don't let them get away yeah, I do too. I like the idea that they use like some kind of like handy cam footage, and he was a fan of handy cams. Yep. Okay, the trailer wasn't that long. There's like extra at the end. Yeah, like thirty. It was seconds about two minutes. Which is nonsense.
0: Okay, so well, Ryan Gosling. Let's see here. Uh, he was nominated for Half Nelson. Right, that's he's he's great in that movie. He's a teacher in that movie. I've never even heard this too long. of this movie. And then he was nominated also again for La La Land. Did not win either of those. Uh, nominated... Well, I mean,
1: there was one before this, right? Because it said act. Like, yeah, Academy Half Award Nelson was, was 2006, so this yeah, was before that. And that then Golden
0: Globes, uh, he won. The musical or comedy lead actor for or actor for La La Land was nominated for the same year, Ides of March and Crazy Stupid Love, so twice over in the same year, but different categories, drama and comedy wow. and musical. And then the next movie we're doing, he was nominated for Golden Globe for Blue Valentine, and yeah. then he was nominated for comedy or musical Golden Globe for Lars and the Real Girl, which we're doing, I think, in two episodes. So yeah. he hasn't won a ton of awards. Which Rachel always... really wants to
1: watch, by the way. She really she says like she's stoked to watch Lars in the room. Oh, I
0: liked it. I only seen it once. I saw it a long time ago, but I really liked it. So I'm uh oh. we got some good stuff coming up. I mean, we're gonna get to yeah. a point where like I don't know what these movies are anymore, but we've yeah. got some really good stuff still in the short term future. The next couple episodes are gonna be really good. Also, if you've gotten this far in the episode, you may have noticed that we dropped Canadian Gods and the Laws, and the mailbag at the top. We have an email address, cageclub.me, if you want to write in. But Joe and I are going to maybe do a, a few of these a little bit more quickly. And so... want to get
1: an email in, write it in. We'll still read it. There's a possibility
0: no, like- in the not-too-distant future that this is going to go back to monthly or maybe even weekly. If we if we really crush this, we could just sort of go through this. So if you want to write in cageclub.me let us know what you're thinking about the Gosling, the podcast, the movies. I know that this release schedule has been all over the place. But we're sort of at a point where we're like, let's just do these because they're fun to do. They're easy to do. Yep. Let's fun, get through them easy. and sort of put it in our rear view so that we can go focus on the important podcast. Not that, not that this is not important, but Too Fast, Too Forever, Every Other Tuesday, sort of have this. Because we I think we both, we talked about this, we like doing these. It's just Too Fast, Too Forever is where the people are. And Amen. it's like Ariel saying, I want to go, go where, where the people, people are. go. Okay, Joe, Google game. This could be, I don't know, I haven't done this yet, but this could be crazy. Let's see here. So Ryan Gosling, all good things. Um, Murder. No, there's not, that one, there's nothing. Hold on. All Good Things, Ryan Gosling. There's nothing there either. It's all like trailer review interview. I'm gonna do Ryan Gosling, Robert Durst. Nope, nothing. Can't do it. I wonder if we're getting Damn. too early. Like, I wonder if we're sort of predating nobody's looking for this anymore.
1: Yeah, we had this problem when we were doing Zack Attack, remember? Yep. It was the same thing. Like, when you get early enough, that it's like, ugh, like, nobody really cares, I guess. And we're
0: not early enough to do Ryan Gosling age, where it's like, am I allowed to be attracted to him yet? Yes, yes. I also think, True. as you were pointing out in the trailer, that, like, his look and his fashion in this movie is not great. So it's not like anyone's it's, like, oh. It's of the time, though. It is of the time, but it's not like anybody's looking at that and being like, oh, I want to look like that. Exactly. Like, what's his haircut like? All right, Joe, yeah. we're going to go to Letterbox, and we're going to do all good things. So for okay. comparison's sake, Mad Max Fury Road. Has been seen by 370,000 people. All Good okay. Things 2010, directed by Andrew Jarecki, starring Ryan Gosling, Kirsten Dunst, and Frank Langella. Average oh. score of 2.8 out of 5. How many people have seen this movie first? Let's do that first. How many
1: people have seen this movie? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. We're if...
0: in a weird gray area where it's like, a, it's kind of a big movie, but Kirsten it's also not Dunst. really a big movie.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go 17.5. You're not crazy far off, but lower. 15.8. Lower. 12.75. five.
0: Thirteen. Two seventy-five. So sort of in that sweet spot. You you weren't wildly
1: off. I think that you're sort of you're. I was close. overestimating because of the cast. Yeah. So I was like thinking that the cast would have a bigger pool than than it. And you know it is the Jinx. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was I was hoping that that would carry it a little bit higher. But yeah.
0: All right. So now out of those thirteen thousand people, how many people? And I'll say it is it is a number. It's not zero. It's it's more than zero. How many people have it in their top four? Uh, two, three. Yeah. So people love this movie. Just not a lot of people. So. I feel like, let's see, which of these do we want to play? Ooh, we'll do this third one. We'll do uh, Geraldine at Geraldine VB. It's a good Um, name. One of the other people on here has Blue Valentine in the top four, too. So this other person, Rebecca Williams, boy, do we have a podcast for you, boy from material, if two of your top four movies are Ryan Gosling movies. But let's play Geraldine. Her fourth favorite movie is All Good Things. Force Her one. second favorite movie is another Kirsten Dunst movie from a little before this. Actually, way before this, like a decade before this. I think it might have been Kirsten Dunst's first. She's on Step
1: Up. No, um, not Step Up. The other one. The oh, other bring it on. One. Yes. No.
0: Right era. Okay. Different movie. And I don't. I, mean, I don't know. This is going to help because I don't know. Spider-Man. This was also a while ago. No. Still right era. A little bit earlier than both of those. Like oh, this is God. ninety-nine. Not that that
1: really helps. But you're in there. Still no. in the right era. I can't. I can't even think of any other Kirsten Dunst movies. <laughs> the
0: Virgin Suicides.
1: Yeah, I would never got that one.
0: Um, her number one movie. Avengers. Actually, no. So no, <laughs> these are these are all very kind of consistent in terms of feel. Vibe. Yes. Her number one movie is from a handful of years ago. It's by a director, oh, so here, here's a hint, it's by a director, it might be the only director we've ever done a month on in Film Club, and I don't know if you're going to remember the director that we did, but we did an entire month of this guy's movies.
1: Uh, it was whoever did Fight Club, maybe? Mm-hmm. David Fincher. David Fincher.
0: So if you think about his movies, and I don't know if you know, that because we, we didn't do this movie that month, but if you think about his movies, there's one that kind of feels right in line with all good things no i have no idea what is it gone girl ah like that's like the thing he did probably did the closest to this right we're just like oh yes woman in trouble or not in trouble you know what i mean like a marriage on the rocks murder
1: yeah murder mystery kind of feel yeah i get it
0: number three also very tonally consistent this is a movie that i think you love or i think or maybe you don't love we've talked about this for sure it stars a guy who was canceled it
1: won best picture American Beauty. Yep, I love that movie too.
0: But how consistent is Gone Girl, Virgin Suicides, American Beauty, and this movie? Like this girl, the, yeah, loves she, has a, she has a type. Yeah, women a in genre and murder. Yeah,
1: I do. I fucking love American Beauty. That's a great movie. Okay, fire ass
0: titles, all god's things. So this is if we are turning this movie's title into the High School Musical version, the most simple, basic. This is what the movie is. All yeah. goss things number one.
1: All goss things definitely wins. Like that's it. But we've we've been we've been chatting all goss things back and forth to each other for a while. Um, I'm gonna go the Jinx.
0: Yeah. Even there's the uh, the Jay Z song All Black Everything, and there's the Das uh, Racist song All Tan Everything. This is just all goss everything. Oh.
1: Uh. So all goss things, all goss everything. The Jinx. What else you got? Smoking dot 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 gun. <laughs> Because it's like he's smoking joints yeah. and it's a, The Collector.
0: Even though he doesn't do it in this movie, I'll call it uh, Burpin' Bobby Durst. Ooh. The Sun. Is there a movie that we're doing called The Sun? I don't know. Is there a Channing movie? Hold on. Oh, there's a Channing movie that we're doing very soon. I think not the next one we're doing, but the one after that is The Son of No One. So. oh, Let's do uh, New York real estate. Or how to succeed in New York real estate.
1: Moguls. Hmm. Times Square. The Swim. Let's go swimming. Body... Right... (laughs) Sorry, let's go swimming right now. Body bags.
0: Body bags. Also, related... There is in True Romance. I don't know if you'll remember this, but there's the guy who's basically Oliver Stone, that Christian said. Like at the end of True Romance, where there's like that big shootout, and there's they're at like his never apartment or
1: whatever. You never seen True Romance? No, I know. Oh, oh my god. god, people.
0: Also, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I don't know that it's exactly. I mean, I think you would like it. but Also, I don't know. Okay. There's a guy who's basically Oliver Stone, and Christian Slater's like, you know, I'm a huge fan of your movies, like Coming Home in a Body Bag and Coming Home in a Body Bag Part Two, which is like these Vietnam movies or whatever. So I just think you know, body bags, but also
1: Coming Home in a Body Bag. Oh. The Mute. Mm. Lady Guys. Uh, uh, Layla. Or Lola. What's the song? The Crosschester song?
0: Oh, Lola, I think. Yeah, Lola. Not an NBC comedy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Do you have one more, or do you think we're we're good? I was thinking in the tone of, of like, Marley and me, but it would just be, like, Robert and me. <laughs> and right. it could be from the perspective of the, of the guy that he kills.
0: I like it. I like it. Um, so, Joe, let's... Before we pick, we've got one more game and we got the awards, but the, before we pick this movie's most and least boyfriend moments, let's look back at our guesses for most and least boyfriend oh, yes. moments. Oh, I didn't guess, I don't think, because I had... You knew you had seen because it. Because I'd yeah. seen it, right. Um, okay, so you so said the most boyfriend material moment was, Kirsten Dunst is the lead, but she's a detective. She's trying to uncover how he murdered... He murdered two wives, or at least one. She's trying to figure out how he murdered his wife. She's questioning. him. He's like, I definitely didn't do it. I'm Robert Durst. She asked him how he knows he didn't do it. He says, my wife would have been wearing socks because her feet were always cold. <laughs> but then he said his least boyfriend was when he killed her. He took her socks off and said, be cold, bitch, over her body. <laughs> he chucks them into the river. So, River... I was close. You got, yeah. well, you're not close, but you have River. Like, it's not... <laughs> you're not 100% wrong. You have one
1: thing right. He takes his shoes off when he has to bury her, too, and he's a crusher. I was close. I was closer than you think. Okay. So let's talk about this movie most and least boyfriend material
0: moments you said the least one you think is his drag by, by
1: the yeah 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 a thousand percent
0: I don't know how to Beat top it. that but I will just yeah. just to make sure that we have a different one I will say not showing up for the abortion that you made your wife get yeah that's is true not great
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Well, what about uh, most boyfriend moment?
0: Like, what what do you think? I mean, this is not a this is not a movie where, you know, I don't think anybody's going to say Robert Durst was such a good boyfriend. What do you think is the most boyfriend material moment?
1: It has to be him carrying her over the threshold and having her eyes closed mm-hmm. and having her stand on the thing and, like, look out and see the skyline from their new apartment. Um, there's a couple smaller twinkles, but nothing like that.
0: I think just, again, to have a different one, because I, I also don't know that there's really, like, a great answer here, but I'm going to yeah. say, even though it pivots very quickly the fact that he initially rebuffs his dad and is like no fuck you I'm not taking over the family business we're going to do this health food store even though that doesn't last that's pretty nice
1: yeah, he kind of insulates her from that world for a little bit, and I think that's that's what you're getting at yeah. with that pick, it, and it's sweet.
0: So now, Joe, I saw this movie. I don't remember everything about it, but I remember enough about it that I'm not going to guess again for Blue Valentine. I'll get back to this game soon because there's stuff that's coming up that I haven't seen. But Blue Valentine, I told you, all you know about it is that it is emotionally devastating because Rachel and I have both told you that, and Michelle Williams is in it. Michelle Williams from Greatest Showman. He's okay. Hugh Jackman's wife in that movie. I won't okay. tell you anything else, but Blue Valentine... Which was directed by Derek Cien... Oh, oh, right. The guy who did uh, The Gosby on the Pines also directed this. Okay. Not that that helps anything, but I just remembered that he had done something else that we had covered. So, Derek Cienfranc directed this. What do you think of a movie called Blue Valentine are going to be the most and least
1: boyfriend material moments? Ryan, it's called Blue Valentine. Yep. That's the name of the flower shop that Ryan Gosling works at. Okay. He's working at this flower shop, Blue Valentine. The most boyfriend material thing he does his brother in law comes in to get flowers mm-hmm. for his his wife, which is Goss's sister. And he like orders them and he gets a bunch of blue Valentine's Day roses. Okay. He's like, Oh, I forgot my wallet. And Goss is like, just take care of her for me. Oh. And gives him the flowers. so it's like it's like a boyfriend material moment by association. Okay. And for his sister.
0: And then the least
1: moment. The least boyfriend material moment is Is that he hates Valentine's Day. The day before Valentine's Day at the flower shop, he rubs his balls on all the flowers. (laughs) So everybody that got flowers and, and then there's like just a montage of just like women like putting their face in them to smell them <laughs> and they're like, These are great and but you know that he rubbed his balls on all of them. And he like and he like went for like a, a like a run, like a like a marathon training sprint right before he did it too. And you see him like come in, he's like, I just need to stop at the flower shop before I get a shower and just like rubs his balls on all of them and then just like
0: I mean when I say emotionally devastating, that is emotionally devastating.
1: All right, now the final thing we're gonna
0: do, let me open the document. We have to nominate this movie for Ryan Gosling Award for do we have the gossies the golden geese the golden Fleece, right yeah best film i'm gonna say no i'm gonna put this again not that it's bad and I, we might drop this category because we don't have any nominees i'm gonna put this just for now in worst film because it's not a bad film
1: Fair. but it's, yeah worst goss film yeah i get it
0: best or worst gosling role i feel like nah. it's hard to compare because we know how crazy robert durst actually is and this is kind of like a He has to play him.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: For sure, though, least boyfriend material caliber role, without a doubt. (laughs) Yeah.
1: This this is up there. Murderings and, like, beating your wife and, like, yeah.
0: Most fun film, no. Best song, best soundtrack score, no. I will say, though, that I did appreciate it. It's sort of like a weird little addition. I love how much, like, disco is randomly throughout this movie because it's just always in disco clubs. Like, I just think that's, like, a weird kind of cool. Like, I know it's sort of lazy, but it's not as lazy. It didn't feel like, you know, when you watch a movie about, like, the 60s and it's like, You know, CCR or like what? Like, there's like a handful of songs. You're like, oh, right, it's a
1: movie here, so we gotta have. Yeah, always listening to these songs. Yeah,
0: this felt nicer. Like, it felt like more creative or whatever. Like, I just sort of liked that they were just like in clubs doing cocaine, listening to disco. Like, I think that was kind of a weird, cool touch.
1: Same, and I wish I was doing the same thing.
0: Best cinematography, no. Best costumes, I'm gonna say yes because. As a woman.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't even consider that. Good call. Yeah.
0: Best Gosling hair. No. If we're gonna do, should we? If we have best hair. Should we do worst hair too? Should we at least have that? We might get rid of it, but I feel like we kind of have to yeah. nominate for yeah this worst is Ryan Gosling hair. hair. Sure. Best love story. No. Worst love story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> best Ryan Gosling scream. Absolutely. So yeah, in therapy. A
1: if he doesn't win that category, I'm gonna be really sad. Best cry.
0: I don't think, does he, he doesn't cry, because he means sociopath, he doesn't really cry. No, he doesn't cry, I don't think. He doesn't get punched in the face, even though he probably should. Like, of all the characters he's played, he's the one that deserves to get punched in the face the most.
1: Yeah, even, like, in passing, like, somebody, like, beating him up on the street or something. Like, right? I could see, or, you know, Nick, Nick Offerman, just like, how dare you treat my sister this way, right? Yeah, this is just so confusing in the movie. I was like, how do you drag your wife out by her hair in front of her brother? And he's just like, well, it's yep. like they're a little trouble in paradise.
0: He does not play an instrument. Best Ryan Gosling Kill. We don't really see him
1: kill anyone. But
0: shooting and dismembering Philip Baker Hall or no? E,
1: maybe we could. It, it's tentative. We okay, I'll, I'll put it down. We can one. always get rid of it.
0: Best job, no. Best dancing scene, no. Best, I we gotta say, Kirsten Dunst for sure here. As yeah, non-Goss actress, yep. yeah. Is there a, another, is there a dude? I don't think there's a dude, like, I think Frank is nah. good, but I think it's kind of a, a one-note kind of role. Yeah. So here's one thing, and I want to give, I know this is. these are more modern, I feel like Hollywood's still not great for women, but it's getting ever so slightly better. Like, yes. early, you know, 80s and 90s, not great. Now, still not great, but better. What I think is really cool, we've done, you know, 14 episodes so far, and we have nine women nominated for Best non gauze role female. We have Ana de Armas in Blade Runner. We've got his daughter, Andrew Rice, in The Nice Guys. We've yeah. got blonde Natalie Portman in Song to Song. We've <laughs> got Natalie Portman. Claire yeah. Foy as his wife in First Man. We've got Emma Stone in La La Land, which I know you love, your favorite. Yeah. Ava Mendez in The Place Beyond the Pines. His Ju- real wife. Yep. Julianne Moore in Crazy Stupid Gods. Kirsten Dunst in this movie. And then Kristen Scott Thomas as his mom in... Only God Forgives. Compared to other things that we've, other awards that we have sort of put together, both you and me and me and Mike, Mm
1: -hmm. this
0: is, like, by far the best, like, in terms of across the board. Like, this is just, he's worked with a ton of great actresses in good parts, just killing it. Yeah, I agree. Even though it has nothing to do with him, really, shout out Ryan Gosling.
1: Amen, I agree. I would like to attribute it to him somehow, but I I don't think that's him at all. No. It's the the directors he chooses to work with, Mm -hmm. the scripts that he picks.
0: Although... You know, I I don't think that this is necessarily a big thing, but I also could see it as like a small factor. The fact that, like we said before, he felt so bad about having to pull Kirsten's hair. Like maybe he's so good on set that he makes them feel comfortable.
1: Yeah. Maybe he's a good guy to work with and a lot of women want to work with him, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So the next movie we're doing is Blue Valentine. So the next handful we've got are Blue Valentine, which I've seen. Lars and the Real Girl, which I've seen. Fracture, which is a lawyer movie with Anthony Hopkins, which I think I saw, which is one of my dad's favorite movies. Half Nelson, which I saw forever ago, that's the one he was nominated for an Academy Award. The first one I haven't seen, I think, of any of the movies we've done so far, Stay. I don't know what Stay is. Cool. So that's going to be in five movies. And then after that, a little movie called The Notebook. So we've got some oh, good stuff coming up for uh, Boyfriend do. Material. So I'm very excited. Any final thoughts about only Ga- or not only Goss for Gays, all Goss things before we... Close Up Shop?
1: No, I think we covered it all. I was pretty happy with that.
0: Well, for all things Boyfriend Material, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com, slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, Material at cageclub.me. Check out our regular podcast, Too Fast, Too Forever, every other Tuesday. Also, if you want more of Not Quite Too Fast, Too Forever, even though those movies are or those podcasts are not really about those movies. They're about mm-hmm. nonsense. We've also yes. got close to 40 episodes of Zack Attack, and we've got our Channing which is a Zack Efron podcast, and we've got a Channing Tatum podcast with about 15 episodes. There's a lot of us out there if you want to hear more of this about Juicy Boys, and then transition yourself into Too Fast, Too Forever, because that's where we're spending most of our time these days. But just poke yep. around Caves Club. Let me check out all those shows, and then come back whenever we're going to do the next episode, maybe in a month, maybe in three months, whatever, for... Blue Valentine. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you for Blue Valentine right here on Boyfriend Material.
1: So let's say-